ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is Saturday night, and that can only mean one thing. Mother about to take off, but we're a little lighter this week. We got the, 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 the world champion of champions. None other than the in sumo in the co-pilot's chair. And I'm just, I'm honored because I have a wrestling aficionado to roll with me tonight. I don't have to do it solo because the, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez is on special assignment. So he left me in good hands. So I'm, I'm, I'm honored to say I am co-hosting with the Nubian Sumo. How you doing tonight, brother? Doing just fine, sir. Just uh, navigating these bloody waters of the wrestling world right now. It's, uh, it's a lot going on and a lot to talk about. Yes, it is. And speaking of which, with the first segment of the night, man, that's not Nubian. And I update on the whole hashtag speak out um, movement that's been going on on Twitter and all over social media and things. So, Nubian Sumo, the floor is yours. Well, thank you very much for that very warm introduction. It is much appreciated and much deserved. So, um, to start off, before we get before I get too deep in anything, let me do some housekeeping. I have my patio door open, and I know from folks that have watched the news or heard about heard heard anything on in the news about all these cities that have these fireworks going off. I have some going off in my backyard and have for the last, last few weeks. So, if you hear any booming going on in the background, that's probably what that is. Somebody setting off fireworks right outside my patio door. <laughs> so, we'll go with that. I'll let you. I'll just let you know that right now. Um, second of I, all, I got the same thing on this side. So, <laughs> second of all, um, before we before I get into the uh, speaking out movement. Uh, we do, just like last week, we want to go over everything that's been going on with New Japan and the New Japan Cup. Um, there's been a lot of movement going on uh, here recently. Uh, they had three days of matches on the 22nd, 23rd, and the 24th, which has led us into up to half of the quarterfinal. Um, on the 22nd, you had um, Sonata, who defeated Ryusuke. Yusuke Taguchi. You had Sho, who was one half of the junior tag champions, who defeated Shingo Takagi, who was the never openweight champion, which will probably which will set up a title match at some point later on. You had uh, Kota Ibushi, who defeated Zack Saber Jr., which was the match of the night that night, and you had uh, Tai Chi, who was a member of Suzuki Goon. Who was who went up against the other half of um, who went up against um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, of which Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi are the heavyweight tag champions. So um, 
you'll have Sonata versus Show on July the second or July the first rather, and Tai Chi versus Ibushi, who has who both of those both those gentlemen have uh, a good history going on and we should bring up a lot of storyline. And the winner of those two matches will go to the semifinal on July the second. Now on July on June the twenty third, you had Yo, who is the tag team partner of Show, the other half of the junior tag team champions, who was defeated by Bushi. Um, Yoshihashi defeated Hiroshi Tenzan. You had Hiroku Go Hiroki Goto defeated Yujiro Takahashi, and Evil defeated Satoshi Kojima. So you will have Bushi versus Yoshihashi and Evil versus Goto on July the 1st, and the winner of those two matches will go on to the semifinal on July the 2nd. Now, on the 24th, you went back to the left-hand side of the bracket, which had, which is, well, pretty much the quarterfinal, which is Taiji Ishimori, who defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru. You had Tomohiro Ishii, who defeated Toji Makabe. You had Hiromu Takahashi, who defeated Toro Yanu. And Kazuchika Okada defeated Yuji Nagata. And the, the, uh, so being that, being with that being the quarterfinal, you have now Ishii versus Takahashi and Ishimori versus Okada. And those matches will take place on July the 2nd. So you have the matches on July, the, the quarterfinal of the left bracket, of the right bracket, going on on the first, the semifinal on the second, and then you'll be have the final, which will bring you to the final four on July the 3rd. So then the final will be on July the 11th, and the winner of that match will be Go, will go to July 12th, which is the Dominion pay-per-view, where they will meet Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Championships. So it's going to be a lot of things going on in uh, New Japan. If you're able to watch them, they are... Um, they are live, coming on about 3 o'clock in the morning on uh, New Japan World. Uh, if you have other ways of watching it, I would suggest you do so because these been, there have been some great matches that have gone on, a lot of great storylines being told, and it's a, lot of, it's a lot more coming up as far as um, these uh, matches are concerned. So uh, it will behoove you to watch those if you're able. Now... Going into the speaking out movement that's going on, there's been a lot of movement going on within that hashtag. Um, 
on a lot of different levels where you're talking about in state within the states and especially over in um, the UK. Now, recently you've had Sammy Guevara with AEW, part of the inner circle, who has been suspended without pay for saying that he wanted to quote unquote rape Sasha Banks back in 2016 during an interview that he did on a podcast. Now, um, you've also had Joey Ryan, who was part of um, Impact Wrestling, who had the uh, group, who had started the group called um, Cancel Culture, who has deleted his Twitter account and has shut down Bar Wrestling, his, his wrestling promotion. And has stated that he will not be returning to Impact, which since, the, since then he has been released from the Impact Wrestling, along with uh, David, Dave Christ, who was another member of Impact Wrestling, um, and they, and, um, which is interesting because Dave Christ's brother, Jake Christ, had just joined up with Cancel Culture. And now, since he's turned on his brother, and and his brother has been pretty much let go, then you have uh, uh, Jake Christ out in the, out in limbo right now as to where he's going to be or what he's going to be doing here in the in the in the future. Now, Joey Ryan, as a lot of people in wrestling would know, had a tag team partnership with. Candice LeRae from NXT back in the back before she uh, became got signed with WWE, and she uh, has come out and said that she is quote unquote mortified at the fact that all of this has come out about Joey and that she didn't know any of these things about they, about him and these things were going on. So um, that's brought that's been brought to light. Um, you have a a young lady by the name of Angel. Amorosa, who has come out with a video on YouTube that has named a lot of people that have sexually harassed or sexually assaulted her from back when she was 14 years old. Now, apparently, um, from stories that I have read, she was a super fan, quote unquote, or some people call her a super groupie of which she had met, uh, messed with a lot of wrestlers at a very young age. Um, and that video uh, brought out a lot of different wrestlers from a lot of different organizations from back in the day that she um, has been affiliated with. So um, you can look up that name, Angel Amorosa, Amoroso, and you can look up that video and you can see who all has been involved in that because I'm not going to say which ones because some of them haven't come out with stories yet or some of them haven't said been uh, told said anything about them in the news. And again, a lot of this stuff is still alleged because you have people who are saying that it didn't happen. There are lawsuits that have started. There are lawyers involved and things of that nature. So everything that's coming out today with um, what I'm saying is alleged and has not been proven or um, 
and or is still in the process of being proven. So um, you also had a story about uh, Austin Aries, who is a former champion and a world champion in a lot of different organizations who has uh, had some stories come out about him. Uh, there has been a story, there's been a story that came out about Keith Lee, who has been a, an advocate for the Speak Out movement, who tells a story of how he was drugged in a nightclub by a woman in a, in a, in a, at a bar, rather, and woke up naked in a hotel room, not knowing where he was or what happened to him. You also have uh, Terry Runnels, who has come out with a story about uh, Brock Lesnar flashing her at a WWE event that they were at together. You have a story of Kurt Angle, who was accused of being sexually assaulted, who, 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 uh, who was accused of sexually harassing um, a woman by the, who was going by the name of Raka Khan. Now, I don't know if you remember her from Impact, or TNA rather, but she was the uh, manager for Petey Williams and um, says she wound up being broke, beat up. She was bit. Uh, Kurt Angle bit holes into her face, forced her to have sex, and threatened her job if they, had, if they ever broke up because they were in a relationship of some point. You have Ziggy Dice, Ziggy Dice who is the current NWA World Television Champion, um, who, was pre who was recently granted a release from NWA because he was saying that he wanted to go further in his career, uh, probably trying to follow in the footsteps of um, Ricky Starks, who had a great showing on AEW recently against Cody for the NT TNT Championship. But he also has... Um, allegations against him as far as uh, sexually assaulting women. So um, that, that, that story could be twofold. Uh, you have a company called Chikara, who a lot of people know as the, the, most of the wrestlers in Chikara were like comedy wrestlers. Uh, they were, a lot of them wore masks, uh, used a lucha Libre style of uh, wrestling within that organization. They have now closed their doors due to a lot of their organization, higher, the higher-ups in their organization, uh, being accused of um, sexual assault or sexual harassment or rape. Uh, one of them being um, Mike Quickenbush, who is, who is not only one of their top wrestlers, but one of their executives in that company. You also have uh, Austin Theory, who is, who is part of the um, WWE, who was recently affiliated with Zelina Vega and her group, but was recently let go of that, um, of that group and is, uh, has not found his way um, into, uh, onto television since then, who was accused of being, um, who was accused by a woman who was 13 years old at the time of an incident that they had together. Um, you had Lejero and Travis Banks, who were part of NXT UK, who were fired from WWE recently because of 
allegations that were brought up against against uh, them. Um, you have uh, also within NXT UK, you had Trent Seven, who had deleted, who had uh, been accused of sexual assault on a woman who uh, tweeted about her story. But then she was, um, she has recently deleted those tweets accusing him of the sexual assault and has been demanded by his legal team uh, with a cease and desist to not bring those things up anymore. And then recently you've had um, two incidents, as I said last week, of the Velveteen Dream, who has um, been accused by three different people in two different uh, situations of sexual uh, harassment, um, sending uh, sexual tweets, uh, sexual text messages to people. Um, he has also uh, been it has also been put out uh, as of to this earlier today that he was in a car accident um, and was released earlier, not too long after being placed in the hospital. Um, he was, um, there has been no, um, no follow-up as far as the accident, what happened, or if he got hurt in any kind of way. But there is a rumor going around right now where there are two um, wrestling reporters who say they have two sources each that the Velveteen Dream will possibly be released by Monday from the WWE. So, um, the, again, these are all alleged situations. Nothing has been proved as far as any rape allegations, sexual harassment allegations or any sexual assault allegations. We are just reporting what we have, what I, I'm just reporting what I have seen as far as the hashtag speaking out tweets on Twitter, any news reports that I have seen and um, anything that has come out um, that actually names someone. But again, these are all alleged incidents and uh, I will be following up on these things as this continues. And if anything comes up uh, as of next week, uh, I will, if, if I'm asked to, I will bring those things up as well. So being that um, you weren't here last week, KG, um, to give your thoughts as to what's going on with the Speaking Out movement, um, did you want to um, say something or make a statement as to your thoughts on what's going on? Well, first and foremost, um, last week was very informative. Like, it, it, you were bringing up things. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I said that maybe about five or six times. And then I've been keeping up with it myself uh, this week. And to hear Terry say what she said about Brock Lesnar, and I'm, I said, you know, that's the WWE's golden boy. And I just shocked to, you know, and you know, anybody that listens to us here knows how I feel about uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, 
he from DC, uh, and to hear that, and now you know that was the initial thing, and then now you're saying that he may be released by Monday. And yeah, all, according, all, according to two different sources, they're saying that by Monday he could be released. Yes. Oh man, that that's deep, and it, you know, but it's not just women that, that are going through it. It's men that are being, you know, that have been assaulted and, and you know, it's coming out now. And it, it, it's it got to come to the light. Uh, I've seen a few tweets that said, you know, a lot of women want to want to uh, erase the term ring rat from wrestling vernacular because it is demeaning I just it's it's a lot and it's 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 a peek behind the curtain at a lot of things that go on I'm I, a lot of but I'm shocked at uh what what's the the cat from uh AEW that just got fired cuz he 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 said he wanted to rape Sasha Banks Oh uh, that's Sammy Sammy Guevara Sammy Guevara I couldn't think of his name in no way shape or form should that ever be something you say? That's not sexy. It's not cute. That's not going to make her fall in love with you. And unfortunately, when you have movies, uh, I forget what this new movie is that everybody's falling over. Dude kidnaps a girl and he starts out raping her and she winds up falling in love with That's not real. That's a movie. Fifty Shades of Grey is a movie. That's not real life. Things like that don't happen. So, just a lot of uh, a lot of careers will be possibly ended in the next week and a half. You may not hear from them in the majors anymore. So, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of movement. Um, you got a lot of guys who are maybe higher up in on the roster who have gotten suspended. Like, um, like I, I mentioned Joey um, Ryan and I mentioned Dave Christ being, being let go, but you still have Michael Elgin who has been placed on indefinite suspension and is not going to be on the um, card anymore it's not going to be on television on impact programming anymore who uh and and they're saying he's been suspended indefinitely but it sounds more like he's been let go so i mean that and somebody else that we are going to be speaking about a little later that's two-fifths of the main event for their slammiversary pay-per-view that's coming up on july 18th for the World Heavyweight Championship. So it's, 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 it's affecting people left, right, and sideways as far, in, in a lot of different ways, all this coming out. Mm. That's just heavy. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, Steve. All right, we, we, we got to... We got to make it a little bit lighter. One thing we don't know, what is the Nubian Sumo powered by tonight? 
Well, the Nubian Sumo is powered by Woodenville 90 proof bourbon, which is a bourbon that is made in Washington State. Very spicy notes and very got a nice little bite to it for a 90 proof, but it's very and it's very good. Actually, the first time I tasted it, I really didn't like it, but uh, hey, I, I've gotten used to it, but it's it's pretty good. And on top of that, I have a Brick House Connecticut shade that I've been um, smoking along with it, which has a little spice notes to it itself, so it's pairing very well with the Woodenville. But thank you for asking. I had to ask because that's one thing that's a highlight of the WrestleManiacs is knowing what the Nubian Sumo is powered by. Because even though I'll never drink any of it and I will never smoke the cigars, I still want to know because I, I can be knowledgeable and say, hey, this right here is very tasty. It, 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 it soothes the palate. You know, I can, I can sound like I know something even though I didn't drink it. So it's a wow. learning experience for me. I got you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Make it till you make it, right? <laughs> I am. Um, I have to. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now, even though the People's Choice Don Rodriguez is on special assignment, that didn't mean that he shucked his producer's duty and didn't come up with a format for tonight. And of course, and he he, he put it out early too. He put, normally we don't get notes until what Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And he typed it. We yeah, have he to, typed we have, it. We didn't have to decipher that chicken scratch of his. <laughs> oh, man. So, but he put it out last night, so we had ample time. Now, our next topic, COVID-19 update. Mass now at WWE Performance Center, and people worried about flair being used. Uh, number one, I'm going to say this. I was shocked see Ric Flair on WWE television. Not even gonna lie, I was shocked to see him there. Because I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm gonna see Flair again on TV for something that's, you know, not honoring him, but him putting in work, it's gonna be an AEW. I don't know. I mean, hell, they got the rest of the four horsemen over in AEW. Why not bring Rick in too? Well, they... They actually work with Flair, and being that Charlotte is there, you know they, they, they you know he 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 knows where his bread is buttered. In other words, okay, he knows he he knows he's going to get a check, a, a good check from WWE, rather than trying to go over because he's seen what happens when you affiliate with AEW. Uh, case in point, Vicky Guerrero. So he knows if he goes over there to them as much as he may want to, as much as he may want to try to support Cody or whatever the case may be, he knows that he knows where his bread is buttered. So it's probably for the best that he stays where he is, knowing that he's going to get cut a good check for a five minute appearance in a crotch chop. 
Still the dirtiest player in the game, I tell you that. Now, as far as him being in the ring with uh, all, you know, with all this going on and whatnot, I mean, he's up there in age. I mean, they're saying that anybody over the age of 60 doesn't need to be around people like that because they're more susceptible to catching the coronavirus. So I don't know what he what they're doing as far as, you know, kind of keeping him protected. I'm sure they've tested him along with everybody else in the building. But I mean, you got you still have a lot of cases that are coming up. I mean, they had 19 cases in one day come up. They had to postpone their uh, taping, which is why uh, for SmackDown, which is why you had the tribute last night instead of a lot of matches which kind of worked for them, worked in their favor. So I don't know if that was like predetermined or if that's what they they were going to do in the first place or if they were going to have matches and kind of do something on Raw. But, you know, I don't don't know what the situation is with that. But, I mean, he needs to be, being up in the age that he is, they need to be more careful with him. And they're just now having people wear masks in the background you don't have any of the wrestlers themselves coming out in masks or whatever. So um, it's, 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 I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to figure out why they would put Flair in that position other than the fact that he wanted to check. So, you know, we'll see if he continues to come back out because now that he's done pretty much what he needed to do in putting Randy over. You know he's made he's considered he's called him the greatest wrestler of all time of ever. So you know there's really no need for him to keep coming back out. You know you got Christian who's gonna who's on the shelf pretty much. They're not gonna bring him. I don't think they're gonna be bringing him back out anytime soon. Edge has already uh, said that he would um, he would get back in the ring with him because he's talking now that he's brought you've brought out the rated R superstar. So now you know. So there's another match that's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to be at Extreme Rules or not, but we'll see since they got time to make that card, put that card together. But, yeah, we don't need to see any more flair unless it's on a taped um, promo. I agree with that. Uh, Just thinking about it, Ric Flair... For hey, I'm not, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna say, it. Ric Flair is a national treasure that should be protected at all costs. So, uh, whatever precautions that can be taken for him to be at the performance center to be able to perform, a, he can do uh, tape vignettes from home. So whatever needs to be done to protect him, do it at all costs. And I agree with you. There's no need to see him on TV. No no need for him to be at tapings anymore. What's done is done. Maybe you'll get a shot of him at uh, the next pay-per-view backstage or when the, the culmination of Randy and, and, and – uh, uh, and, and, and age, when it finally happens, you you can see him then. But outside of that, no need. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Got to protect him. I mean, he's seventy one. 
So, you know, you got to think about that. But then I, I say the same thing about Vince. And, you know, you don't see Vince on TV as very as much, but a lot of people don't like Vince because of the way he runs business or the way, you know, just the way he is. But one thing you have to know as a true wrestling fan, Vince is, is a genius. And when it comes to wrestling, we wouldn't have wrestling on the grand scale that we have it now if it wasn't for the mind of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So. We wouldn't have sports I, entertainment the way we have. Sports entertainment. I'll give you that. Yeah. So. With that being said, we're going to take our break for the night. Last week, Delonte said he was on dad duty. So the push is back this week. So we'll have that. Then we'll have our commercial, pay a few bills, and then we're going to come back and we're going to touch on another event. Well, two events that happened this week. Uh, one that was, uh, as the Nubian Sumo told me in a text earlier this week, <laughs> bound to happen. And the other one, <sighs> the other one's going to make your eyeballs sweat. So stay tuned. After the push, after the break, we'll be right back. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of the push. Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Uh, I'd like to apologize for my absence last week. Um, we will strive to remain consistent. Well, I will strive to remain consistent moving forward, and that's how it should be. This week, I wanted to uh, do a dedication of sorts to um, one of my top five wrestlers, dead or alive, The Undertaker. Um, 30 years, 30 years in the game, possibly longer. Uh, we all know he was Mark Calloway uh, in WCW. And then I'm sure he wrestled in another organization prior to arriving the WCW. So, but we'll, you know, we're going to take some time out to reflect on the WWF slash WWE's version of Mark Calloway, AKA The Undertaker. Um, Undertaker, man, just from the start, just, just, just such a phenomenal talent. Um, this guy, he, he, you know, he just, he transcended uh, wrestling, um, you know, he was agile, quick, and nothing seemed to phase him. You know, we we watched him beat so many individuals um, over the years. Uh, you know, so many giants. You know, um, Great Khali, Big Show, um, LJ Giante. I, I, uh, <clears throat> apologies for the pronunciation. Um, he beat Hulk Hogan at Survivor Series. He had help, of course, but he beat, matter of fact, he beat Hulk Hogan twice to win the belt. Um, so that, that really speaks volumes. Uh, you know, of course, his classic wars with Brock Lesnar. Um, we're not going to forget how it took three, or well, I believe it was well, three F5 bombs to beat him to give him his first WrestleMania loss, which broke a lot of our hearts. Um, but on the flip side, uh, we can't forget about uh, the Mankind match where he threw him off the top of the, uh, the cell. We can't forget about 
him putting Shawn Michaels into retirement, um, the wins over Triple H and WrestleMania, which is a, a, a couple, well, multiple, um, Batista, Kane, um, Edge, like this, this like Take has beaten a lot of your favorite wrestlers, uh, and, and he's done it at WrestleMania. Of course, he's done it at other events, but you know his, his WrestleMania track record. Um, the John Cena match at WrestleMania a couple years back. I can really call that a match. That was more like a, a you poke the bear and the bear come out. You know, it was a special appearance for both of those guys. Um, you know, both legends, living legends, that is. And yes, I'm calling John Legend, uh, call, uh, John Cena, excuse me, a uh, living legend um, because of everything he's accomplished in his career. Um, but the, the, the take him, man, then we can't forget about Brothers of Destruction with Kane. You know, they were terrorizing and beating the crap out of people. Um, you know, his alliance with Paul Bear. Um, you know, they really added to that death mystique, you know, uh, you know, being a funeral home per se. Um, you know, we can't forget about him saving Macho Man and, and uh, Elizabeth uh, from getting attacked behind a curtain with Jake the Snake back in the 90s, as well as the feud with Jake the Snake. Um, so it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Him putting the Ultimate Warrior and locking the uh, casket. Um, you know, a lot, lot, of, lot of memories for the Undertaker. The Boneyard match. The Boneyard match, sorry about that, with um, AJ Styles, uh, which appears to be his final match. A, a great way for him to end his career. Um, a great way. Um, you know, I think it was great for the fans to see him go out on top and to go out on top at WrestleMania of all events. So, you know, I, I, I think I speak for millions of wrestling fans when I say um, we salute The Undertaker. You know, we appreciate everything he's accomplished. We appreciate uh, him gracing his presence you know, to us, whether it was live or on screen or pay-per-view or, you know, freebie. Um, just want to say thanks, man. If that AJ Styles match was the end, then what a great way to go out. You know, he actually deserves to go out. You know, he's doing multiple surgeries over the past couple of years. Um, can't forget about the faulty Goldberg match. Um, I'm not going to blame the Undertaker. Man, that's all I'm going to say about that. But... Just wanted to say thanks. Thanks, Taker. And, uh, you know, we, we salute you, we honor you, and um, look forward to seeing you in the Hall of Fame. Peace. And just like that, we are back. Now, as promised, a little something that happened this week that the Nubian Sumo say was bound to happen. The Impact Heavyweight Champion, Tessa Blanchard, fired. <laughs> so Impact vacated the Heavyweight Championship because the champion got fired. Uh, the question that the People's Choice asks is, where will she land? Or where can, where can she go? Was the question. Well, so... Yeah. No, you go ahead. I'm. I was great. Throw it to you anyway. 
Oh, okay. Well, um, well, she's had a lot of things going on with her anyway. I mean, she's part of this speaking out movement as well because she's been accused of rape, using racial slurs against wrestlers, female other female wrestlers. She's been accused of being a locker room bully. She's been accused of being stiff in the ring for no reason. I mean, it's a lot of things going on with Tessa Blanchard, as well as the fact that she was she's been quarantined in Mexico since the last pay-per-view she was on. And she had she was asked to help promote this match that's coming up, this five-way match for the um Impact World Championship by sending in uh, taped promos of her, of her pushing the match of, uh, and other things, and she has refused to comply with what she was being asked of. So being that she is not in the United States to wrestle, she has not, there's no presence of her being around or, um, or any help from her to promote these matches, then they've pretty much said, okay, well, since you're not working or you don't want to work, then you don't have to work. You're fired. Not to mention, you know, on top of everything else, you know, she just pretty much dug a hole for herself. Now, as far as where she could end up, the only place I could see her going right now would be WWE. And this would be her this would be a great opportunity for her to do that being that you've got Becky Lynch and Charlotte who is going to be on the sh- who are, are going to be on the shelf for those that may not know Charlotte was put into a situation with Nia Jax where Nia injured her shoulder which was already injured and she's going to have surgery on that shoulder. Now, they're saying that she could be out six to eight weeks or whatever the case may be. But then you also have a rumor going around that Charlotte is pregnant. So that may put her, if, if that is true, then that will put her out until sometime next year. Which would be a golden opportunity for Tessa Blanchard to come in and make herself known to the rest to the WWE universe and establish herself so that once a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte Flair comes back in, especially Charlotte, being that they both have a common thing with each other, being that they're both daughters of horsemen. That, you know, that's the match that a lot of people have been wanting to see for a long time, her Charlotte versus Tessa. So if she's smart, she needs to go ahead and try to see if she can get in with WWE. Because under the circumstances that she has been let go, I doubt seriously that AEW would pick her up. And she would be a waste, really. In NWA, she could be an added. She could be a nice addition, but she would come in and just take over, and it would be no contest against pretty much anybody in 
NWA right now with her. So, in my opinion, I mean, Thunder Rosa could give her a match, and um, Allison Kay could give her a good match, and maybe even Melina would be able to give her a good match. Um, but I just don't see her being in the NWA and being there for a long period of time because she would run through everybody and it would it just wouldn't be fair so um yeah i would see her going to the wwe and um trying to work out there you, you, you know what i've had a little time to think about it i don't think the wwe would touch her again with a 10-foot pole now you know 16 and 17 she was in wwe she was in nxt uh had matches with um Alexa Bliss, she lost to Nia Jax. Uh, she lost to Carmella. She was in uh, the May Young Classic in 2017, and she got beat by Kyrie saying, I don't, I don't think, and she's young. She's nothing but uh, 24, going on 25. She'll be 25 next month. I don't think the WWE is going to touch her with a 10-foot pole. I think but, they would. I think they would because, first of all, She's pretty much the female version of Drew McIntyre right now. Yeah, she came in young. She came in, I think she was like in her maybe second, third, maybe beginning of her third year wrestling, you know. But she's gone out and she's won titles everywhere. I mean, she's won titles in Mexico. She's won titles in Impact. She's won. She's she's still currently the WOW. Wild Women of Wrestling champion. And, well, no, she's not. I'm sorry. She lost that belt to um, the Beast. But she's still in contention for that belt. Now, if Wow keeps her, then that would be interesting to see if they keep her in, um, in that organization uh, after everything that's gone down. But, which they have, because, I mean, she was there when all these allegations against her uh, as far as being a bully and using these racial slurs were um, going on. So they may go ahead and keep her. Uh, but, I mean, she has legacy. And I'm yeah. sure she's got, and I'm sure she has flair behind her. I'm sure there are others who, uh, who um, are affiliated with um, Tully uh, that would back her up and try to bring her in. You know, so, I mean, it's just a matter of whether they actually want her or not. And like I said, being that two of their top stars have kind of dropped out. I mean, I could see her in NXT. I could see her in NXT. NXT, I mean, they're, Io Shirai is not going to last that long in NXT. I mean, she's got the title now. Um, I said last week that I'm, I'm predicting that Sasha Banks is going to take that NXT title from her. And then that'll be her way of moving up. And that, ma and that match has just been made between Io Shirai and Sasha Banks for uh, the Great American Bash coming up here soon. She also has a title shot against Asuka for the WWE for the, uh, Raw Women's Championship, but I see her getting the NXT title more than I do the Raw title. 
because she's able with them having the tag titles, they can move around a little bit more and whatnot. So, and I see Oscar still going up against Nia Jax, especially since you know that storyline is kind of is building up. So I don't see her winning the Raw Women's Championship, but the NXT Championship, just like. The two-man power trip with Stone Cold and Triple H. Triple, Triple H had the Intercontinental belt. He didn't have the world title. So and where uh, uh, Stone Cold had the WWF giant title, along with the tag titles together. So I can see that. I can see Sasha Banks winning the NXT title and then having the two-women power trip, or as they like to call themselves now, the Golden Roll Bottles. So yeah, I don't. But but Tessa would be a nice addition to NXT in the women's division. Give her with everybody with Becky and Charlotte talking about coming back sometime next year. If it, that is if Charlotte is really pregnant, that you know that gives her plenty of time to establish herself in NXT and to be able to be moved up by sometime next year. In order for Charlotte and Becky to get there, um, get back into ring shape, so to speak, as they like to say, and be able to do something with either one of them to establish herself in Raw or SmackDown. Mm. Yeah, mm. you you always make sense, and this you just made it make sense. <laughs> so okay. Then you talked about her, and uh, I say her, Tessa Blanchard getting, you know, being in WWE first year or two. She has won titles in American Pro Wrestling Alliance, CWF, which is Canadian Wrestling Federation, the, the Crash, East Coast Wrestling Association, Exodus Wrestling, of course, Impact, uh, Lucha Libre, AAA Worldwide. Lucky Pro Wrestling, PCW Ultra, uh, Pro Wrestling Express. Uh, PWI ranked her number five of the top 100 female wrestlers in 2019. Uh, Remix Pro Wrestling, she was a champion. Rise Wrestling, uh, Shimmer, Warrior Wrestling, Women of Wrestling, uh, Women Superstars Uncensored, Wrestle Circus. Zelo Pro. She's won a title everywhere she's competed in this short amount of time. Now, the thing is, with all the allegations that are posed against her, and a lot of people saying that they're true, how do you combat that aspect of it and turn this into a money move where it works out for both parties? Well, you're dealing with that right now. I mean, you got Matt Riddle, who just got moved up, he's got allegations against him, and they haven't they haven't written, they haven't touched him yet. I mean, they gave him a they gave him a, a match. I mean, even though it was taped and it was taped previous to his allegations, he had a match against AJ Styles and won. They could have they could have cut they could have cut that whole match that whole segment out of the. Uh, out of the show, but they chose not to. 
You got Brock Lesnar, who they haven't done anything with yet. They haven't said anything about. I mean, it's just a matter of placement, which is like I said, if they put her in NXT, I mean, because not a lot of people are paying attention to the bully thing the, 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 and the racial slur thing. It's happened so long ago, and it's just now coming back into light because of all because of the speaking out movement. But nobody's really paying that any attention. Nobody's really saying anything about it. So the fact that she has done all this stuff that um, with the uh, impact that she didn't want to do the promo, she didn't want to cut the promos and send them in and whatnot. You know, we had already talked about it. What were they really going to do with her with that title? They haven't really done anything with her with that title. They, she, had a, she had a title match against Ace Austin, which they weren't going to give Ace Austin the belt. And he was already the X Division champion at that time. She had that match that she was supposed to have between El- with, with her, Elgin, and, Mike, and Eddie Edwards, which, didn't, which never came off. Because she was in uh, quarantine, she has she hasn't defended that belt really, but once since she had it, and she's had it for months. So, a this is a way to get the belt off of her, which she was going to end up losing that belt anyway. I mean, between Ace Austin, Michael Elgin, Eddie Edwards, and Man, I can't think of the other guy that's in that match. Oh, Trey from the um, from the Rascals. They were going to get that belt to Elgin anyway. They would. They, they and they were probably give it to Eddie Edwards, being that he was the former champion. But she wasn't going to leave that match with that belt. Bottom line. So this was a way to get the belt off of her. You know, she put herself in a position where she kind of messed, kind of messed herself up. She didn't do what she was supposed to do, and but WWE would look over all that. Be like, look, yeah, we know you did. We know you didn't really do what you were supposed to do in Impact. You know, it's kind of messed up, but we are going to put you in that position uh, once you get down over here because. You're going to do what you need to do. If you can't leave Mexico, then you need to let us know. But you're going to need to be in Florida if we sign you. You're going to have to get here by hook or by crook. Because other than WWE, I don't see anybody picking her up. I don't see anybody that would touch her right now. You know what? The thing with, with, with Tessa Blanchett, if you're working a nine to five, right, and you're called in for work and you no call, no show two times, you get fired. Pretty much. But she, was given I, I don't, she was given an out. She was given a serious out being A, she was the top person on that roster. B, she had their belt. C, she's Tessa Blanchard. (laughs) Third generation star. Right. So, I mean, she was given an out. So, 
but she and she took she just took advantage of it. I understand, you know, she in Mexico, all happy with her fiance Daga, and they got this house in Mexico, and she just having a good time. It's not like she ain't getting around, but she's taking pictures with Ty with Taya Valkyrie, and who probably went down to Mexico to see her or whatever. And she's taking pictures. She's doing photo shoots with uh, Lana from WWE. I mean, she's she's getting around. Mm. So, I mean, I well, don't she, know. She, she just ain't getting to work. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Man. Okay. But you made it make, make sense. I can see her in WWE and the people's choice, Don Rodriguez, yourself, myself, we've talked about a women's four horsemen. Now you already have Charlotte. You get Tessa. You got uh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, you take the four most powerful women. Well, Ronda's already got her own four horsemen. Well, yes, she does. So I, I guess they wouldn't do that, but you think about it. You take the daughters of the original Four Horsemen and have yourself a female stable. I mean, it's possible. It'll take some wrangling, and but it could work. So, just a thought. Oh no, that's what they've been talking about doing anyway. Because whenever Charlotte came up with the Four Horsemen with her Bailey, Becky, and Sasha. You know, they were like, well, how are you going to do that? And you don't have Tessa. Now, they could add her. They could add Tessa as like a Lex Luger or a Barry Windham. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody like, you know, kind of like a, like a fifth horseman within that group. Or they could re restructure it, you know, because, you know, you got Crispin Wah's son who's trying to come into wrestling. You've got uh, Brian Pillman Jr. who's out there. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be an all-women's horseman group. It could be like a mixed horseman group, which would be a good thing because then you're taking care of the men's and the women's side. You're taking over all of, all of wrestling. You know, imagine, imagine having WWE... Raw and SmackDown women's and men's championships in the same stable. Mm. Never been done. No. That's that's horseman like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to think about it, the closest thing we've had to the horseman. In the last 20 years, I, I would honestly have to say evolution. Right. And I, I, I felt that's, that was evolution was a proper name for them because I felt that they were the evolution of the horsemen. That was the next generation. But to imagine having that built upon and then it comes back. oh my goodness you talking about all the championships in one stable Oof. the amount of heat that they are going to have 
Mm. I like that. I like it. Now, last but not least, as promised, this right here is going to make your eyeballs sweat. Uh, uh, It was official. I forget what day of the week it was. I try not to remember it because it hurts. But the Undertaker says he has nothing else to prove in the ring. So pretty much he is done. And with that statement, our childhoods ended. 30 years in the business. Well, 30 years in WWE. He was in the business long before he came to WWE. Uh, go YouTube me, Mark Callis. But we're supposed to share fond memories of The Undertaker. I mean, if we was to share fond memories of The Undertaker, I think that would take probably a couple of days. So, what you got, Nubian Sumo? What you, we, 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 I, I'll say top three fondest memories. Hmm. Top three fondest memories of The Undertaker. Huh, let me see. First one definitely would have to be the appearance of the American Badass. Because I popped on that real hard. I mean, just like everybody else did. Everybody was like, well, what's Undertaker going to do? I mean, he's been out all this time. You know, what what is he going to do as far as his uh, his involving himself in the Attitude Era? Because that character as it was was not going to work. And then all of a sudden, you're hearing this motorcycle revving up. He's at the top of the stage, at the top of the ramp. And he's riding down. <laughs> Parks that thing and just comes in and just starts whooping up on folks. So that had to be number one for me. Number two would be his appearance against Randy Orton with the casket being on fire and him coming out of the casket during their match together. I, I forget what match. I forget I, that wasn't a WrestleMania, but I'll I'll forget what pay per view it was. But that one that was something else too to see. And then number three. Number three would probably have to be his last match because this last match was the Boneyard match. Even though I was real skeptical at be at the fact that they were going to do the theatrical thing or the cinema or what they call the cinematic match that they had, you know, they really did a good job on that. And for him to end on that match. And the way that they incorporated all of that into the Last Ride documentary that they did, kind of like the last dance with Jordan and whatnot, you know, he he went out. That's the way that he needed to go out. I mean, the night night of WrestleMania when he took off the coat and the hat and put it in the middle of the ring, that was proper. But this... The match where he ended the match, he threw his fist up, 
the little light show with the symbol on it, the fire coming from that barn, and him riding off into the darkness. Perfect. Just perfect. Can't get no better than that. You, you know something? When I when I seen that, and I, the Bone Yard match, we talked about it. Absolute great match. I, it was match of the night. But when I seen the symbol, I the first thing I thought is, uh oh, the attitude era Undertaker is coming back. I didn't see it as the end. I saw it as a continuation. I, I no way in four hills did I see him walking away. I just knew either the American badass because remember we had this debate. Either the American badass was going to come back, Big Evil was going to come back, or The Undertaker was going to come back. But it was going to be one of the three personas. One of the three faces of The Undertaker was coming back. But actually, you got all, but remember, you got all three. You got all of them. Because you got classic Undertaker with all the, with with, with AJ Styles up on the top of the uh, barn. And he raises his hands up and all the fire comes out and whatnot. You had Classic Undertaker there. You had the American Badass with the motorcycle and the way he was dressed and the whole thing. But then you also had Mark Calloway. Who was like, okay, you said all this personal stuff about me. You called me out by my real name on your promos. And you talked about my wife. Do you think do you think I'm gonna come out in a hat and a long coat and whatnot with some purple gloves on and thinking that you know you're gonna get classic Undertaker? Do you think you're just gonna get the American badass who's just gonna ride into the match and whatnot and come out and do his thing? No, you get Mark Calloway. You made this personal. So he got every he got every, AJ got everybody. <laughs> yeah, he and, got everybody. You know, you know that was AJ, that was AJ's dream match. Yeah, That's I mean, I, I can I can think of a lot of of uh, wrestlers that feel that wrestling uh, the Undertaker is a dream match. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting my ass kicked by the Undertaker. Not even gonna lie, but. For me, uh, top three moments. <sighs> Throwing Foley off the cage was one. Right. Uh, th- I think that's got to be tops. But uh, the match against Brock, when he sat up in the middle of the ring and Brock was laughing, he sat up and he laughed at Brock and continued to beat his ass. That moved up. Um, Jeez. The rivalry, the feud, and that he had with mankind, and this is still this is before uh, attitude there. This was, I'm talking mankind. I seen somebody say, "Well, mankind always wore a sock." No, 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 no. It was a leather finger strap. Right. When he first came to WWF, and I remember nobody covered beat it, the Undertaker. Yeah. Right. Covered his middle and his uh his ring finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember nobody could beat the Undertaker. 
but mankind. Mankind actually put the mandible claw on him and actually took the big man down. That feud right there will always be etched in my memory because it it made me a, a bigger Undertaker fan. I was afraid of mankind, but it made me a bigger Undertaker fan because I knew he could be it showed him a little bit more human, but the promos he cut from the 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 the, the, night, the early nineties all the way through the Attitude Era to the promo him leaving during the Attitude Era, reinventing himself and coming back and doing the UFC training and things like that. And then he, you know, I remember Taz used to say, you know, the Undertaker throws those soup bones. Once I heard that, it was a gentleman that I used to work with at one of my old jobs. And we used to always joke. He used to always tell me, he said, one of these days, I'm going to beat your ass. And I said, you know what, youngster, you're going to get all these soup bones. And so he, from that day forward, he always calls me soup bones. So every time he sees me, he calls me, he says, hey, soup bones. Because that, that right there, that vernacular right there, it, it's like, the love I have for Triple H, only thing that can match that would possibly be the love that I have for The Undertaker. And just the the, the, the pop and how you can be home, but when you heard that gone, you marked out. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead and finish. No, no. I, I, I remember when Yokozuna was scared of the gong. I, I, I mean, things like that. Those are things that, and that's why I say our childhood is over. Because we, me, I, James, you're a little older than I am. You're the elder statesman. But from the time that I was, oh, man. He started wrestling at 86. I would say by the time I was six, seven years old, I've been watching The Undertaker. Well, he wasn't The Undertaker. He was me and Mark Callis, but he was one of the skyscrapers. I remember that. I remember, you know, debuting as The Undertaker. I remember all of that. So that's over 30 years of memories I had with this dude. That is my childhood. I think us that grew up in that time and lived through that, that was our childhood. Now it's over. Yeah, that that's why I say that. That's why I say our childhood is done. The end of he's the end of an era. He's the last one. He's the last holdout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it's about time for him to ride off into the sunset. Uh, hopefully, they don't wait too long before they put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, first and, first, first, right, first year. He'll probably, if not this WrestleMania, next WrestleMania, definitely. Yeah. The streak. The, the, the streak. That's all you need to... I mean, I, I, I never wanted to see it, but the streak. Enough said. Question. Okay, answer. Who's going to bring him into the Hall of Fame? 
baby brother, it, it got to be Kane. Because in a perfect world, it would be Paul Bearer. But unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. So it has to be, it has to be Kane. I say Teddy Long. <laughs> you know what? Teddy Long was his manager. Teddy Long was, and I just watched a match. It was him and uh, versus Road Warrior Animal. And they had, uh, Teddy Long was his manager, and of course she had Paul Ellering. And them two got into it. Yeah, I forgot. I, I can see that. Yeah, I'm with that. So going with that, I got some other questions for you too. You know, I got. You know, I had to throw some trivia up in here, right? You knew it was uh-huh. coming. I ain't did it in a while. So you know, for <laughs> this, you know, I had to. I had to throw it in. So first question: The Undertaker's first match ever. Was on June 26, 1987. Who was the match against? Jeez. And he mentioned it in his Stone Cold Sessions uh, interview. Mm-hmm. He Where said was he, he wrestling at? Uh, he was wrestling in Texas. He was with he was with world class. Percy Pringle was, aka Paul Bear, was was uh his manager. Yes, he was. It wasn't a Von Eric Brody. Bruiser Brody. He lost to Bruiser Brody in his first match. Yes, yeah, correct. That is correct. Now. His in-ring debut was at Survivor Series, November 22nd, 1990. When was his first official appearance in the WWF? Jeez. Oh, boy. I know when he, he, it was a dark match. Because they introduced him as Kane the Undertaker. And they dropped the Kane part. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give that to you. He, it was a TV taping for Superstars three days prior. Oh, well, God dang on it. I'm going to give you that one. Okay. The beginning of the streak was at WrestleMania March 24th, 1991. Who was his opponent? Oh, Snooker. Jimmy Snooker, correct. His first title. What was the first title that he ever won? Wasn't the Anna, he first title he won was the heavyweight championship. Correct. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Period. His very oh. first career championship. Oh shoot! You got me on that one. 
He won the USWA Unified World Title against Jerry Lawler on April the 1st, 1989. And he was managed by Dutch Mantel. <laughs> That's another dude that got his footprint all over the industry. Last question, and you actually mentioned this earlier. He was a part of the skyscrapers. Managed by Teddy Long. Who was his tag team partner? And who did he replace? Now, I know he replaced uh, Jesus. Uh, he replaced Psycho Sid, or Sid Vicious, because he was actually injured. Right. His who was his tag? Who was his tag team God damn. Uh, yeah. Of course, I can't never remember. Uh, Spivey. Dangerous Dan Spivey. It's one of them things I had to think. I could see the face, but I couldn't see the. I couldn't see him. See, you do all right without Mister. It was John Cena around. <laughs> you know what? You do okay on your own. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, you should give him one night with the answers. Every answer is John Cena, just just to make him happy. <laughs> Just to make him happy. Yeah, I ain't trying to make him happy. <laughs> I'm, trying to make him, I'm trying to make him miserable. <laughs> it's in the contract. I'm supposed to make him miserable. You, not so much. Well, I'm glad that contract was written that way. Yeah. Well, we got, I mean, this is, has to be outside of a React show that we did a few weeks ago that was uh, well-received everywhere except from the Nubian Sumo that, uh, you know, 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, this has been a record show. This And time-wise, it's been a record show. So, But May have been a record show, but I absolutely can say we did a damn good job because yeah, you maybe it's short, but it was full, right? Yeah, you threw out some scenarios that made me change my whole perspective on uh on, on where Tessa Blanchard will land. So I will say that. I, glad to I give, just want, glad I, to give some insight. You know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sway your decision, but I am gonna I, I will put out some things that make you think. How long will it take before she signs? Well, I don't think she uh, she got fired, so it wouldn't the, the 90 day 
clause, uh, 90 day non-compete probably wouldn't be in effect. So I don't know. It may be, it may be a little bit, maybe a little while. Uh, let's say, um, what's this? This is the end of June. Uh, July and August. Let's say August. I mean, but if well, she if had you, a nine day compete, so it wouldn't be to October. Let's put it, let me put it this, let me put it to you like this. If you force me to put a date on it, I say she signed by Royal Rumble. And she's in the Royal Rumble match. Hmm. Surprise entrance? Yes. I like it. I like that. I like that. That could work. Hmm. Then what if she's <laughs> in true WWE fashion, she comes to Royal Rumble, surprise entrant, and then wins it all. That's a stretch. That would be a stretch. I say she comes in, she puts on a good showing, she may she may stick around for like maybe 20, 30 minutes, and she goes to NXT and she shows up like a month later in NXT. I just, I, I could, uh, okay, I, I'll give you NXT. I'll give you NXT. I, I don't really. Like I said, she needs to, she needs to build herself up. Give, they need to give her time to build herself up in order to set herself up for a move up. She don't want. She won't need long. She won't need to be in there long. But they're gonna give her just enough time to say, "Okay, this is test. This is the test of Blanchard that we've been seeing." Okay, she's she's she looks like she's gonna you know cooperate and do what she needs to do, and then she'll eventually show once Charlotte get Charlotte or Becky gets her gets their ring um, rust off of them, then they'll be like, she'll run into a match or something, and she'll or she'll show up and be like, yeah, you knew this was coming, didn't you? <laughs> you knew this was coming. It was eventual. It, 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 was, it was bound to happen. And here it is. I don't think I can wait till Royal Rumble. The heat she got now build on it. And that's but that's if the allegations are proven false. But now if the allegations are true, let's say over the next 90 days her allegate the allegations that has been raised against her turn out to be true. Then what? What's the next move? There are too many there are too many women out there that have come out with their stories. There's no way that it's not true. The only thing she can, the only thing she can do now is kind of, kind of sit around and wait this out. 
Because it's not going to be the fact that she did, she was the bully and she had the racial slurs and whatnot. That's not what's going to keep her out. What's going to keep her is this negative idea that's on her now that she's lazy, she doesn't want to cooperate, she doesn't want to do business like she's supposed to. She needs to get rid of that stigma. Yeah. She needs to be forgotten about. She needs to just sit up, sit around, keep up some ring shape, maybe do some independence and, you know, kind of keep off the camera. You know, she's probably going to, she's probably going to, once uh, Wild Women of Wrestling um, comes back, um, starts taping again, she'll probably be involved in that. Maybe go, but she's in Mexico, so let her work in AAA or CMLL or whatever. She's a former Reina del Reina's cha champion. So let her maybe go after that belt for a little bit. Maybe, maybe win it back for a while and let her do that. But let her keep, keep her off of the radar in America altogether. And then all of a sudden, Royal Rumble comes around. Number three, number three, since that's her gimmick, you know, she's third generation. She wears the three on her on her on her wrestling gear. Number three, Tessa Blanchard. Mm. Mm. Let her go third, let her go 20, 30 minutes, just like they did with AJ. Let her have a night. Let her have a good showing. Let her, let her show off what she what she can do and you know establish herself against somebody in that match and then eliminate her. A month later, she comes back. She goes after that person, whoever it is. She's off and running. Only time will tell. I will say that. So, only, only, uh, if she takes your advice <laughs> or whatever else she can do, that's the only time. Just time will tell. So, well, yeah, I, I guess that's all we got for tonight. Uh, People's Choice on special assignment. So the Nubian Sumo and myself, the big guy KG, held it down properly. Thanks to Delante for the push. Uh it, today's been a rough day for me. I I had to say uh I hate goodbye, so I had to say see you later too. Former coworker, good friend, you know, and once you start working at a certain job and everybody get close, you become family. And that's what it was like. I had to pretty much say see you later to a family member today. Appreciate that. Then uh you try not to think about it, but it's going to be on my mind for quite some time, but so 
with that being said, gotta don't forget to tell everybody where they can hear us. Oh, yeah, of course. You can hear us right here where you're listening to us at. (laughs) (laughs) But it's (laughs) ever ever since you said that, that's all I can think about. Where where, where can I hear you at? Where where did you listen to the first one at? That's where you can hear us at. But uh, what is it? 17 platforms you can listen to us on. All the major ones and a few ones that's not so major. So always remember that. Um, I think that's about it. So we got some things coming up. We putting in the works. Last week was kind of quiet, but we got some things that we putting in the works for this upcoming week and. We got uh, what do we got? I I, I want to talk some football this week, so I know some football need to gonna be need to be talked about if we gonna have a season. But I I need that. Maybe even have a gaming show. Uh, I don't know. We 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 got a lot of things we need to work on this week. So stay tuned for that. But that's the Nubian Sumo. I'm the big guy KG. We are two of your three WrestleManiacs, and we are out of here. Laters.